you were born ready. I do need a swig of Arizona though, like for reals. Because I woke up. <clears throat> I woke up all. You feeling dry up there? Mm-hmm. You want to know how I know it's going to be a good day? How? I was uh, on my way here to this uh, podcast. Yep. And uh, Spotify threw on Someday Came Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that on? Is that like an anniversary or something today? Because I've seen like three references to Someday Came Suddenly. No idea, man. On but Facebook. Bro, Ashley's here. God. Still bangs. <laughs> Still bangs, huh? And by bangs, I mean my head against the fucking wall. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely within the proximity of banging your head against the wall. That's a whole era of music I don't even want to get into. You, you didn't even want to un- unearth anymore? Yeah, it's, it was. Uh, there was a bunch of them, man. I don't know why that R- caught on. Bring like back Crabcore. I don't know why that whole uh, electronic Crabby Corey. It, it was fun while it lasted. I mean, you got him a whole bunch of money, so it is what it is. That's when uh, Caleb showed him was a wee lad. A wee lad. Okay, I think this is the most I'm going to be fucking with my mic because I'm actually looking at you. And you're comfy. And I'm a little bit comfy. Yeah, so. All right. <sighs> what is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 51. Yeah. Yeah. 5-1, yeah. baby. 5-1. Made it past 50, finally. Felt like I was from 30 to, f- well, to 40 to 50 was probably our longest stretch. 40 to 50 probably took us a year. Probably about a year. <laughs> Definitely about a year. But, um, yeah, we're here. 51. Let's see how long that takes us. Probably not that long. Like I said. We could probably do 60 by, by March. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. Yeah, that's fair enough. It is December, finally. Uh, this is crazy, man. Time's going by. This year went by extremely quickly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob. Uh, obviously, I got Gabe with me today. Hi. Testing out um, new software. Old software for the podcast, but new for me because I'm a little challenged when it comes to all these things. So, but that's life, man. So it's challenging. It's challenging, man. And I was talking, I called that and I'm like, I don't get any of this. He's like, dude, all this stuff is a bitch. He's like, just experiment and you'll get better. I'm like, that's a good copy there, Adam. <laughs> good that, copy. Yeah. That's definitely a good copy there. But, um, yeah. So Gabe, uh, before we get started into the topics, I actually have quite a few lined up. Uh, how was your week, man? Uh, my week was rather uneventful. I put in 55 hours this week. I'm going for 72 next week. So 72, huh? 72 hours. Yeah, because wow. that's what they cap us at. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, wow. Um, wait, wait till wait till the place goes up in flames, and they'll be like, no, you can work all you want. Yeah, right. You don't even have to go home anymore. We only had, <laughs> we bought you a tent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so just working, working T- hard. Tis the season of money making. I actually yep. wrapped up school. Um, this week, my last final was Thursday. So, you know, once I got out, I, it was just like a massive shit coming out my ass. I was like, oh, so relieved, you know, one, one last semester to go. So, uh, you would have your bachelor's. Yes. My and first what? degree in computer science, computer science. Okay, cool. Very cool. Uh, so you wrapped up with that. Uh, what else? What else? Um, you got anything else? Is that, is that it for oh, your week? I think that's pretty much it for pretty, me. Pretty much your week. I mean, I'm same thing here. Uh, my cap is not nearly as high, but they pay me a lot more. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, work, 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 work. As you know, like Gabe said, tis the season. Uh, yeah, man, a lot of work. Tiring, um, but it's fun. Uh, yeah. Hasn't been as bad. There's been a couple of days where it's just eh, but it uh, hasn't been too bad overall. 
as far as my week, uh, we'll talk about the Justice League because I actually ended up seeing that on accident. Not really accident, but like we didn't even get much choice. Like uh, Silverstein? Yeah. I uh, saw it in passing. Um, and uh, hanging out with the baby, losing a lot of sleep because Adrian went back to work, so now I'm watching the baby at night. Um, she, she, uh, she being loud at night when nah, you're trying she, to sleep? She's not too bad. Um, it's more about her stubborn, immediately stubbornness of like wanting to, to like throw up after she eats. And then it's like it kind of erases the whole point of feeding her. Huh. So, uh, so you're telling me that your baby, you're an Adriana's baby, Jacob and Adriana's baby <laughs> is stubborn. Yeah. Who would have fucking yeah, guessed? Right? I, I don't know, man. I, it's not like maybe both parents are, but <laughs> I don't know where she got it from, man, to be honest. Uh, bro. But yeah, it's, uh, she uh, is keeping down her food. Uh, it's more about positioning and like making sure she burps and doesn't drink. So it's like a weird balance of making sure she wanting to get her down quick enough. So she, you can go back to sleep, but also not getting her down quick enough to where she's throwing up her food anyway. You have to start over. So <laughs> that's it's a weird board game yeah. you got going there. And uh, she wins most of the time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, um, not much going on this week outside of working and all that. Uh, but, yeah, it brings me to the first topic. Um, wasn't really my plan to see the Justice League last week. But as we got to the theater, we realized the Coco was sold out, which is weird. Uh, so we ended up seeing the Justice League. Uh, we went to Hollywood Boulevard, which is kind of becoming our a new theater of choice. Yeah. Um, just simply because the tickets are cheaper. It's and the, close. It's and food. Close-ish, and the food is better than what you would get at AMC anyways. Because, like, last time we went to saw, uh, we saw Orient Express at Yorktown, the AMC in Yorktown, and it ended up being, like, 100 bucks for food. Holy shit. Top of, like, $30 for tickets, while, meanwhile, you could pay $16 for food and $50 or $16 per tickets for tickets. And uh, like fifty dollars for food, and it's like better quality food, anyways. So there you go. Yeah, we yeah made uh, the decision making process a little bit easier. But anyway, ended up seeing it, um, and I didn't hate it. So you know, it's got some, that going on for it at the very least. Um, give, give me the highlights of the movie. Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, I stand by the fact that Gal Gadot may be the best casting for a hero we have. Period. In a superhero movie, period. Uh, I don't know what it is about her. Uh, I think she just nails the part. I think she's a perfect pick for Wonder Woman. Um, I feel like Batflick was uh, phoning it in. I don't know. I mean, there, there's rumors going around that he's kind of done with the series, that he's you know he's moving on, which whatever. Um, but you could kind of tell he wasn't really putting much effort into it. Um, I'm just gonna go around and review like all the people. Who, you know, obviously we know uh, Henry Cavill is a good Superman, all that good stuff. Cavill, where the fuck his name is. Uh, Cyborg looked horrible, and I this is a problem <laughs> that I had going into the movie, and uh, he just he doesn't look good. He had some really good lines in there, so the character itself is interesting. They executed it well enough with dialogue, and they kind of made you care enough. They didn't really get too deep into his background, obviously, um, but um, he had good lines in there that kind of tied some loose ends together and made it look good he even busted out a booyah so that's oh, cool. wow that's good yeah that, so he, uh, teen titans reference yeah a little bit of a teen titans reference there at the end um but other, i just can't get over the fact of how bad he looks dude. the cgi just yeah, doesn't work the cgi just did not click for me man i don't know what it was but it's just it and they kind of kind of gave him like a a sharp edge kind of look as opposed to like the smooth bionic look that he has in teen titans and teen titans and i, I they kind of 
followed it up at the end because they kind of gave him a more smoothed out look. So they're, I guess, implying that he was getting used to all of that. But, um, yeah, um, he, he fit into the story. It worked out in regards. But it was a little too distracting on uh, how bad the CGI was. Which brings me to the villain, Steppenwolf, who was all CGI. And bad. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I know a lot of people are giving the movie shit because Stephen Wolf isn't a very intriguing villain. But that's okay because um, this is the first time you get to see your heroes together. There's a reason why Loki was the villain in the first Avengers movie. He was a ready established villain, and we didn't have to go into backstory to establish him. I don't. So, I don't think that's a fair comparison. You don't though. think so? Loki. Loki is hella interesting. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, and he's lovable. Yeah. Steppenwolf. I mean, Ste- Steppenwolf needs something more than one film to explain him. But, but that's my point. My point is that um, the reason why the Avengers worked so well is because we had a villain that was already established that you didn't have to dive into. Right. You know. Um, so that's why, because the whole point of the movie really is your heroes, your favorite heroes are coming together yeah, regardless. You're, you're, uh, of who your, you're fighting. your Justice League is assembling. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that was like the point. Uh, that's where the Justice League didn't have the luxury of being able to lean on a villain that was already established, that people already liked. So, um, you know, it's kind of upsetting that because, you know, I remember watching some of the Justice League movies and Lex Luthor was behind a lot of that shit. Yep. And it's like, you, you kind of burnt up Lex Luthor and Bat v. Soups v. Yeah. Wonder Woman, which, yeah. you know... It, yeah, slash included in slash flash for a moment and um yeah that's true <clears throat> moving on to the flash um he was the one casting decision that i was kind of about as miller i don't think he was going to be able to pull it off he was a really good comic relief um but there was moments i think uh, kevin smith had said this where it didn't even look like Ezra for a guy who's supposed to be the fastest guy on the planet. It didn't even look like Ezra Miller knew how to run. <laughs> he was just very awkward with his motions. It looked like he was kind of like, um, you know, those speed sk- skaters. Oh no, he was kind of like that. Uh, so it was kind of awkward that the way he was running. Um, but as far as like being uh, the comedy relief, he was good. Um, kind of the younger voice of the of the thing. And there was a moment with him in Cyborg. I mean, there's there. You know, not much of a spoiler. I mean, I, do you care at all? No. Uh, so they're like digging up Superman's grave because they're going to bring him back. And that whole storyline's is completely convoluted. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Because, But anyway, they're like digging up a grave. You have the fastest man on the planet and a cyborg digging up a grave like normal people. Like, why the fuck would you not? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and they were like, t- it, like, it was a funny moment because like, they're like, why, why are we doing this? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, and then we get into that whole thing where. Like, wasn't it kind of established at the end of Batman vs. Superman that he was going to come back? Like, um, I don't... So, l- l- let me just get something out about Superman. I told this to Mr. Parker the other day. <clears throat> so, Superman has been back. He's been resurrected a total of, like, 13 or 14 times, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I get it. He's kind of like the... F- well, he was the face of superheroes for quite some time. Yep. Um, And, and I get it. He is symbol of peace. Super- he's fucking Superman, yeah. you know? Everybody knows who Superman is. Yeah. <clears throat> but now we take a look at somebody like Jean Grey, right? And her th- whole thing is the Phoenix. You yeah. know, she, her whole thing is being resurrected. Why the fuck has Superman been resurrected more times than Jean Grey? I don't know. When that's her thing. Well, that's yeah, that's a topic altogether. Superman's overpowered. And he's I a, feel, he's I, a cash cow now. I feel the the reliance on him and within the movie where they were kind of like, well, we don't stand a chance, even though we have an Amazon and an Atlantean who we'll get into in a minute. 
and like the most like gadget filled guy on the planet and like a, a super <laughs> smart computer humanoid thing and the fast guy. But in the end, it just ended up being like, well, let's just get Superman back to life. And I guess, you know, yeah, whatever. But moving on. Um, uh, what else? So like I said, we were talking about Cyborg. Ezra Miller was fine. There was a moment in the movie that was fucking awesome. Is after they brought Superman back to life, he was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, you know, he kind of in like in a shell shock kind of state of mind. And uh, he was f- kind of fighting the Avengers because they were like, not Avengers. The like, Avengers. The Freudian slip. Uh, the, uh, the Justice League, he was like fighting them all and holding off because he's Superman, of course. And like the Flash is like, okay, let me fucking flank this guy. So he takes off and he does the fucking speed force bullshit going around. And of course, he's, he's used to being faster than everybody. And as he's going, it's all happening in slow motion. You see Superman's gaze following. He sees oh, Superman's no. gaze following him. And he, by the time he gets close to him, he's like, oh, fuck. And then Superman like snatches him out of the air or whatever like that. So that's kind of cool. Again, Superman's overpowered. but I don't know, man. I think X-Men hit the whole going fast thing that was pretty on good. the fucking head. Both yeah. movies, both times. I will say, though, I know a lot of people were uh, distracted by the, like, the speed force and the electricity in this movie. I, I thought it looked all right. Okay. It looked okay. I mean, uh, my you will see that a lot of my um, assessment about this movie is that uh, it, was, it was okay. It was all right. Um, but, you know, I didn't hate it. Um, Momoa as Aquaman was fucking awesome. He was really fucking good. And then that dude's just fucking ripped, dude. <laughs> like, yep. he's just shredded for no fucking reason. I don't He I looks don't. like a shark. Yeah, he's fucking. <laughs> and I like that. Um, when he was in water, it didn't look like he was swimming. It looked like he was flying through water. So that was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, Momoa was great. He had some really good one-liners. He was kind of like the badass of the group, which is, you know, when you think of Aquaman, you don't really think that. Well, because so, we're so used to Aquaman being this mermaid man. <laughs> mermaid man, essentially. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the heroes were, were fine. Um, the villain was meh. The visuals were eh. And then it goes, brings back to Zack Snyder. He's like, can you just walk away, dude? Like move on um it's not it's not working it's not clicking and um it's fine with the sense that um the dc has like the multiverse so this could be really easy like retcon and start over if they really really (laughs) anyway that was earth five (laughs) yeah this is not the the real earth one storyline so um i guess we'll see i didn't hate it um got taken to task a little bit at the box office uh did not do as well as anticipated on and it kind of makes it difficult to believe that there will be a follow-up in the near future. So, uh, I don't know. Well, what DC property do we have that's not a origin story that you think would be next? Because we have Justice League. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a Suicide Squad 2. Uh. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a Bat v. Supes 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, like what's kind of, you know, Justice League would be your obvious choice. Mm-hmm. But I think Justice League would be better suited as, like, a TV show just because, you know, in a movie you have two hours, realistically, to fucking do what you want to do. When in a show you could spend a whole season building up to Steppenwolf characters, yeah, that's you know, true. whatever it may be. That's true. But, like, I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, I think. What, what do you uh, think is next in regards think, to not being origin? I think the obvious is the Batman standalone. Uh, I think that's going to happen. Uh, and in the way, it's still going to. It's, I don't know why we need to even begin to do an origin story with Batman. It's been done fucking seven times, but right. uh, it's supposed to be like a year one kind of vibe to it. A younger Batman, which again, I don't know why we even have to go there at this point. 
I don't I don't need a younger Batman. If we're doing younger Batman, let's just do Batman Beyond again. That's what that's well. That's what was also kind of people were kind of floating out there. Like let's do Batman Beyond because it hasn't had its chance on the big screen yet. Give uh, me give me Ben Affleck with gray hair, mm-hmm. and then give me a younger. Uh, <clears throat> I don't even know who would be good for the role, yeah, but give me give me a head. young, sparky dude. Yeah, I you know, I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. I think Affleck could pull off the uh, old Bruce Wayne, the old the cynical old. asshole. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, that's something uh, I'm down for Wonder Woman too because the first one was just so damn good. Oh, you already know it's gonna happen. Yeah, that, that did well enough at the box office, so they're probably gonna end up pulling that one out again. I imagine. Do I, you think uh, Green Lantern is gonna get a reboot? You think there try? was a mention of lanterns in this movie? Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, because um, kind of like the whole thing, like, oh, well, the, all about mother boxes, how you combine three of them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so the Atlanteans had one, the Amazons had one, and Man had one. But, like, they said that Steppenwolf, like a little bit of an origin, that Steppenwolf was, like, such a big threat that even aliens came. So, like, lanterns were involved and all that. Um, they, were th- they threw out the name. So see, cause like, as you know, as many of you know, the people I associate with know, I'm, I'm mostly a Marvel guy. Yeah. I, I lean towards Marvel, yeah. but the, the stuff I do like from DC, the stuff I do like, and I like, I like a lot is the whole lantern brightest day, blackest night thing. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah. And I think that is an untapped market. I think that would be really good. Yeah. It's just a matter of executing. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of, well, don't fuck up green lantern. And then don't fuck up the movie after that. And then don't fuck up any of the Brightest Day, Blackest Night movies, uh-huh. which is easier said than done. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. So they didn't really say much outside of the little reference. They, let, let me get Idris Elba as uh, as Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. You don't want John Stewart, Green Lantern? John Stewart. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right on that one. Yeah. John Stewart, Green Lantern. Where's my. You good, Jacob? I lost my ring. You lost your ring. He's yeah. unmarried, ladies. <laughs> But um, so overall wasn't bad. What's your score out of five for the movie? Like a three and a half, two and a half, two and a half. Yeah, I, like I said, I wouldn't throw it away. But there was a lot of things that could have been done better. All right, I think it's official. We can throw this movie into the DC Dark Ages file and move <laughs> on with our lives. Yep. All right, Jacob. Next topic. Let's next hear topic. It. Let's see. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Oh, so I don't know if you've seen this yet because I think it dropped yesterday. But they have a new Jurassic World trailer. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen the trailer, but I have seen people talking about it. Bro, it fucking looks hype as fuck, dude. Yeah. It looks so damn good. Um, from what it seems like, they're going back to the island. Why? I don't know. Because uh, they needed a movie. There's Goldblum. Goldblum makes a fucking cameo on this. Goldblum. Yep. Uh, and he's just spouting out his Goldblum-isms. I just love it. Um, I love this whole 80s resurgent. Yeah, I was just about to say. You know, Star Wars, obviously the big one. Jurassic uh, Park, love them. Yep. Um, yeah, even, even the last one, Jurassic World, was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed I, it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was fun. Um, now we're getting a new one. Yep. And, you know, I, I was I was saying this earlier, but, like, it, it really is kind of the time to be alive, you know? We have yep. access to, like, any information we want. And now, I mean, like, look at this, you know? If you would have told people in, like, fucking... 2010 like oh there's gonna be a new star wars movie they'd be like no no there's not shut the fuck up true true um i'm just happy that goldblum's kind of having a resurgence too man yeah he's been in a couple of movies did you end up seeing thor last week i did not end up seeing thor last week copy that um but yeah it looked good uh it looks good i'm pumped uh i was really excited for the jurassic world when that came out 
and I was pleasantly surprised on how well they executed it. Because there was a little bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, doubt, doubt. Uh, kind of scared that they would fuck with the the legacy a little bit. But you know, it didn't do anything worse than Jurassic Park Three did. So um, I think it was a nice continuation because yeah. it kind of showed everything up to that point. Did his own storyline. Well, as far as you can do with a Jurassic Park movie, yep. I guess. And I mean, it delivered. I, I I really like Chris Pratt. I thought he was right for the role. Yeah. He's uh, kind of uh, proven himself as like a leading man at this point in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, easily. It, when he was kind of like the bumbling sidekick for like maybe the first part, early part of his career, he was kind of the, the best friend of the leading man. Now he's definitely established himself as like the guy to uh, to pull all this stuff off. So yep. that's good on him, man. That's good shit. He's funny. So apparently he's a very nice person. So good copy. you can never go wrong with that. Good. But copy. yeah, so Jurassic World, check that shit out. The trailer looks, it looks dope. Okay, so I know that you want to kind of stay uh, off to the side when it comes to Star Wars talk for the new movie, which is coming out next week. Uh, but however, Six days. Huh? Six days. Yeah. Uh, however, there was a little snippet, I guess, in like the, you know, you read those, um, what's it called, like a guidebook or whatever those things that come along, kind of come along with the movie. Um, and it kind of talked uh, or spilled the beans, so to speak, about a new lightsaber color. So they didn't say what. The, I guess Ryan Johnson kind of glossed over there possibly being a new hue, his words, hue of lightsaber. Orange. You think it's orange? Yeah, dude. Come on. All right. We, we've seen blue, green, red, and yellow briefly, but I'm not going to count yellow. Yeah. So those are the three big ones yeah. we've seen, right? So I don't think we're going to get another purple one because – I'm not going to accept that unless it's Darth Revan or Sam L. Jackson, one of the two, <laughs> right? So I think it's going to be orange. All right. I thoroughly think it's going to be orange. Orange. Especially if you want to run with the whole theme. Last year we talked about how, or two years ago I should say, how Kylo Ren's lightsaber is like really archaic and, you know, pulsating and like kind of out of control. Yeah. I think orange would be a good um, complement to that theme. Okay. I could see that. But you didn't uh, think about possibly seeing the Dark Blade make its – Make it's no, debut. it's not too early. Too early, you think? Too early. You don't think the Dark Blade is going to come out? I think one? if the Dark Blade... For those who, who don't know, the Dark Blade is essentially a black lightsaber. It's a black lightsaber. Um, I, I think if it's going to be in this movie, it's going to be mentioned. Okay. Because think about it. Something that's significant in the Star Wars world. You know, we've only seen it in the Clone Wars briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was... Darth Maul, who wielded it, right? If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. Then the Inquisitors, I believe, had yeah, it. Yeah. For, so, so uh, like something that significant, I think that it would only be mentioned. Yeah. Or like hinted at flashbacks. Nobody would actually be wielding it wielding and it. like swinging around a black lightsaber. So you don't think? Uh, well, I, I think it might be a little bit early for this too. But you don't think Snoke's gonna pull out his fucking saber and go to town in this movie, or do you think that's the next one? Jacob. Jacob, stop getting me excited, dude. I am um, okay. So it's a week out, Gabe. I mean, like, you know. All right. Okay. It's acceptable. Let, let's let's talk a bit about Snoke. Okay. So what we've seen in seven, he plays the um, your typical Sidious figure, clearly, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um. So there is uh, now. I'm gonna. I'm not going off the tracks. I'm just making a, a comparison. There right. is a D and D subclass called a Sword Mage. Okay. Okay. And essentially, you. Some people play it where they play their primary role as the mage. So they put points into this and that, and, you know, like magic and shit like that. And then 
they turn around and whip out a fucking sword. Yeah. Or they play it the other way around. They play sword up front and then, you know, turn around and whip out the fucking fireballs, right? And the the, the whole point of it is to be kind of rounded and for those dedicated kind of fuck you players, they try (laughs) to make the other end being a surprise. So I've I've been playing with a sword mage who's primarily, you know, like in there swinging his sword, has like nice health. And then I, I know he's saving the fireball for, for a moment where we're like, oh, for shit, we're going to die. So, <laughs> so I think Snoke is one of those where you think he's going to be, like, old and, you know, like, ah, force lightning, motherfucker. Yeah. But, but like, when he busts out the when lightsaber. It's go time. Dude, it's go time. I think he's going to do some crazy fucking shit with that lightsaber. Yeah. If, if he even has one. If he even has one, yeah. Well, there is that ring that he wears that appears to be a black kyber crystal. We'll yes. Get, we'll get- so that, um, for those of you who don't know. Now, this is still a week before the movie, yeah. so I, I got to mention that because stuff, because timelines. Uh, Amazon did a line of The Last Jedi toys, yeah, and one of them was Snoke, and it came with a ring on the finger, and it said, yeah, Black Kyber Crystal is like one of the accessories. Yeah. And this was in like mid-October. Yeah. And people Early. were freaking the fuck yeah. out over it. Yeah. So I think that's going to play a role in something. Definitely, yeah. But there's also a, a, a possibility that, that I actually like more because it kind of l- lends itself to the, the great Jedi mentality that I believe Luke Skywalker will have in this movie. Um, I think Luke is going to take his green lightsaber and purify it, and he's going to bust out a white lightsaber straight up. I think that's what's going to happen. Because I think the black is too obvious for this particular movie. Everybody is waiting for Snoke to break out the the, the dark saber. Everybody. You mean you and your wife? Well, no, no, <laughs> not even just that. Like you go on the internet. I'm a big fan of Star Wars series on YouTube, so go ahead and check out that shit because that stuff is good. A lot of that stuff's canon too. Um, but like, I think there's something there. Uh, See, I, I gotta disagree with you on that one, man. Nope. I gotta say that. You got to bust out the dark saber before you bust out the white one. You think so? It wouldn't make sense to bring out the white saber in eight and not show dark saber. You know, I feel like one has to be the effect of the other. My my thing is, um, I don't think Luke's making it out of this movie. So, yeah, no, I I, I think That's I think I agree with you. On that one. He's gonna on pull in. I wonder if he's gonna go peacefully like Obi Wan. I think yeah, I think he's gonna try to pull maybe pull an Obi Wan. But I have a theory. And I don't know how deep you want to get into. How deep do you want to get into these games? Just let's let's roll with the punches. Let's I'm already it. riled up. Yeah. So my theory is is that based on some of the TV spots that I saw, one of which includes Ray wielding Kylo Ren's lightsaber, I think that both of them are going to be like, "Why are we in the middle of all this?" Because essentially they are. Ray is the last Jedi, so to speak. Well, Luke is the last Jedi. Ray's well, not a Jedi. Well, Jedi is plural, so it, it could be interpreted. Anyway. Well, no, because it says in the sc- opening scroll for Episode Seven, yeah, Luke Skywalker, the last, the last Jedi. Jedi. But that was of the, that was of that moment. She's not a Jedi. Okay, but moving it's on. It's a title. Wait, She's the, very well, unofficial. That, that's, in that regard, Kylo Ren's not a Sith either. Which brings me to my point that there is an in between, and that's the kind of I think that's kind of the duality of this movie. That's the whole point. That Luke even referenced it in the trailer. There's more, it's more than the light and the dark that there's something in between. I think that both of them are just going to purge themselves of the light and the dark. And they're just going to, them two together are going to live peacefully in between. So that means Luke's got to die. 
and Snoke eventually will die. And they're going to work together to do it because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, granted, it, it is very obvious at the moment, which makes me believe that it's not going to happen because the whole like, where do we stand in all this? And then Kylo Ren holds out his hand. There's a lot of conflict with him, too. You know, um, he doesn't want to do the things that he's doing. That's abundantly obvious. It's a very good character. Yeah. Very he, complex. Yeah. He doesn't want to do the things that he's doing. He makes that clear. He's being forced to do these things. And to a certain extent, I mean, she's kind of forcing it upon herself. Nobody's doing it for her. But Ray's putting herself in that situation, too, where things are kind of being done because it's necessary. And, um, yeah. So I think that they're going to be the in-between. That Kylo's going to decide that the, the Sith life ain't for him. And then Jedi's gonna, and the, Ray's going to decide that the Jedi life is not for her. And they're going to fight. They're going to be the in-between. And if we could finally get rid of some fucking Skywalkers, that'd be great. Because <laughs> I've had enough of them. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. I um I do really like the whole Grey Jedi thing. Yeah. Um I think... I don't think the whole Grey Jedi thing is going to carry as much weight as we think. You think or so? as we hope. As we hope. Because I, I do like that idea. And I think our movie minds work very well together. Yeah. I think we have a lot of the same concepts, theories, ideas. Yeah. But you got to remember at the end of the day, this is still star Wars and albeit it is great. And you know, triple S tier on the movie list. Yeah. Um, how far do they want to go with it? Because what? they're still marketing towards a, an older audience yeah. that probably doesn't have time for this fucking bullshit. Just, you know, they're probably like, gosh, no, and then, you know, you're marketing towards an, a younger audience who, who probably wouldn't understand this. Well, yeah, but um, that's why I like about this particular set of Star Wars films in comparison to the prequels. Because at the end of the day, no, this is not just the best of prequels. But at the end of the day, we knew where we were going to end up with the prequels, right? Because the way it was set up. Yeah, because what we, what we knew prior. Eventually, Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. We knew that. Going into the prequels... So no matter what we knew, eventually the end is going to tie in, right? It's about the journey. Yeah, it's about the journey. But I'm saying eventually we knew that was going to happen, right? With these movies, there's no after that we know of right now. So there's endless possibilities that we can go. And that's what really excites me about these particular movies in comparison to the prequels. Not to say I wasn't hyped when I was a kid. I fucking loved it. But at the end of the day, we knew we were going to end up. We knew the destination. But with this, we don't. And that's what's the most compelling. They could do whatever the fuck they want. Period. And that's exciting. Especially with the people that they have at the helm. Good copy. Yep. I um. See, see, I like how you said I like this set of movies, but we've only so far seen, seen seven. Yeah. And I think that's that just kind of goes on to prove the whole Star Wars legacy. Yeah. I know we preach it. We fucking, <laughs> you know, we, we worship Star Wars on some level. But yeah. it, it really does go to show that Star Wars is kind of all-encompassing. Yeah. And I am really excited for Episode Eight. Um, I thought Seven was... Seven, for me, has got to be right below... Well, I'm not going to say right below. It's, it's probably going to be hand-in-hand hand with Return of the Jedi for okay. my number two. Okay. So... I can see that. I'm with you on that. ESB I mean, still being... Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, of course. I, I did say earlier this year, when we were still getting snippets of everything, that I have a feeling Eight is my you know topple esb and i'm still kind of hoping it will holding out hope because the shit we've seen so far is crazy yeah. but but i mean yeah um esb uh return of the jedi 
uh, Force Awakens. I think I, I, the reason why I, I'm really, I was obviously I was excited for the Force Awakens, but with the theories that I know and with like kind of how what we got, we kind of knew it was going to be structured similar to what dude we predicted seventy percent of that movie. Yeah, we did, but I'm saying we knew it was going to be structured similar to what A New Hope was because they kind of lined it up that way. There's this big planet that or this big. It, it was okay. So I'm gonna quell all you Star Wars fuckboys out there. Yes, it was a repaint of four. Yeah. Yes. Is that okay? On some levels, yes. Yes. On some levels, no. Yeah. But we got it out of the way. Yes, it's we did. like making blueprints. You know, you got to get it approved yep. before you can start building. I agree. You know? So we got we got the mandatory shit out of the way. Now we can start having some fun. And that's that's where I'm at. And then we're at this point where we're literally in uncharted territory. And I fucking love it. We're in the middle of the Star Wars Ocean Line. Yeah, I fucking without love a it. fucking mop. Yep. So... I'm pumped. I got a week. I haven't got my tickets yet. I'm gonna go get a, go to probably go to Hollywood Boulevard with my wife next weekend, and we're gonna knock it out, and then we'll talk about it. Next. So excited. We're gonna talk. Fuck. Well, actually, I'm gonna see it on Saturday, so we probably w- won't talk about it because unless we both go see it on Saturday and do do a Late podcast night. immediately after that, but that could be done. That, um, we'll, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, we'll keep well, you posted. That because that obviously, I mean, much like Force Awakens when that came out, it's probably gonna dominate. 95% of that particular when podcast. Force Awakens came out, that next one should have just been a Force Awakens podcast. It, was, it pretty much was. I, like, I think we had, I think I maybe had like six topics that particular episode, and we covered one and maybe like half of another, and that was it. All right, moving on before <laughs> this episode turns into that episode. And it's not even out yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, right. What is your next topic? Uh, so we covered that. So I, I got, we I talked about how I wanted to do this uh, last week. I didn't do much research, but there's ones off the top of my head that I know. And this game, oh, porn star or wrestler, porn star or wrestler. All right, so you're probably gonna know some of these. Some of these are gonna be really obvious, but there's gonna be ones you'd be like, "Come on!" All right, so we'll start off with uh, Andre the Giant. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, we'll start off with that. It's a wrestler. It's a wrestler. All right, come on, who doesn't know Andre the think, Giant? Uh, off the top of my head, Alicia Fox. That is a porn star. That's a wrestler. Oh. Johnny Sins. That is that is most definitely a porn star. So you know that one. I'm assuming that one. Yes, I know Johnny Sins. Uh, let me think off the top of my let head. Let me know when you watch Kingsman and I'll ruin it for you. <laughs> uh, let me think. Uh, off the top of my head. Uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. That is a wrestler. That is a wrestler, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Axel Rotten. Axel Rotten. Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm leaning towards wrestler, but I want to say porn star. Actually, to be fair, there's like seven rottens in in both, and uh, but this one is a wrestler. But okay. I think there's like a Bonnie Rotten in porn, and there's there like we a go. Uh, like a Rachel Rotten. There's like seven of them. They're all like alternative porn stars. I like I said, I didn't do much research on this because I felt kind of weird googling porn male porn star <laughs> names. So I'm gonna do ones off the top of my head. Um, let me let me pull up a list. Hold on, I'm he's, go- he's gonna get a list. I'm gonna get a list. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, there's some good ones on here. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think Eddie Guerrero would have been a good kind of toss up if that person has never seen any like WWE yeah, shit ever. I love that guy. But moving on. Um, like the girls ones are really good because you never yeah because that, that really know. is a toss up. Shit, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, wrestler, is a wrestler. Yeah, uh, Mick Blue, Mick Blue, wrestler, porn star. Damn, 
Uh, what the fuck is <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, <laughs> you know what would be a good porn star name, even though it's a wrestler name? The Rock. That would be a really good porn the star. Undertaker. The Undertaker. The <laughs> Undertaker. Uh, Van Wild. Van Wild wrestler. Porn star. What? Yeah. Um, uh, we throw a couple more of these. Like I said, the girls are so borderline. Um, Lily Ty. Wrestler. Porn star. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Uh, let me think. This is like, to me, like, when you hear colors, I automatically assume porn star. So I'm trying to find the ones that, like, Alistair Black was a wrestler. I'm, I'm trying to find the ones that are, like, in between. Um, off the top of my head. Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella. Porn star. Wrestler. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Game's really bad at this game. Um, shit. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Um, we'll do one more. Uh, Justin Hunt. Ooh. Oh, that is a good one, actually. Yeah. Um, Okay. History tells me <laughs> Jacob wouldn't normally watch porn with some fuckboy named Justin. So I'm going to go wrestler. It's a porn star. What? <laughs> well, that was fun. Maybe I'll bust out. Maybe I'll actually do some re- research. Ooh, beer. Yeah. We'll <laughs> Your beer's coming towards me, Jacob. Maybe we'll do some actual research next week and we'll continue this on. Damn. Because yeah, damn. there are some good ones in there. But yeah, so I, I, I could shut this website off now. Thank you. <laughs> I'm delete my, my search history. I'm going to have that in my history. <laughs> uh, okay, so we that was fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess the game the game awards happened, um, whatever day that was. Nick has been busting out those Hideo Kojima memes with the guy from Walking Dead and yeah. the baby. That um, was, those are terrifying. Oh shit, that was terrifying. Um, but other news like uh, Soul Calibur Six is coming out. Cool. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm a fan of Soul Calibur. I like them. Yeah, uh, it looked interesting enough. I'm uh, kind of excited about the guest characters because they're gonna have them. They've had one in the last three, two, two of them? Um, Since Soul Calibur 2. Two, so they've had more. Soul Calibur 2, we've had Link. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think and uh, then they had Hahachi, too, I think, from Tekken, and, which is funny because he didn't even have a weapon. But um, I didn't play three. I know in four you got Yoda, Vader, and Starkiller. You got you got a combination. They you had got Spawn in, in one of them, so that might have been three. That was, yeah, those three, yeah. probably. Yeah, you got Yoda... And either Vader or Starkiller, depending on which console you had. Yeah. And then five, you got Ezio Auditore. Yep. Um, I don't know who else you got in five, but but yeah, I, I like the Soul Calibers enough. Um, it, it's definitely more button mashy. For me, yeah. Definitely. And um, like don't get me wrong, I button mash in MKX as well, but that's when I get frustrated. You know, that's when you're <laughs> trying to get out of something. But I feel like Soul Calibur, unless you like sit there and like you know torture yourself for hours, yeah, I, I feel like it's gonna be a lot of button mash. Yeah, I uh, I'll check it out. I put uh, Street Fighter kind of that game category for me because, like, um, for me it's just not as technical. There's a there's a fine line because then you have the over technical, which like, uh, like you know, Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah, like something like that. Um, and then you have like Simplified, which is like Street Fighter to me. So yeah, there's a fine line, and of course we know the NRS games fall in between for me. So that's why I, I like it so much. But um, they're like uh, like Jacob's version of the Architects. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, so um, yeah, uh, but Soul Calibur is kind of not overly technical, 
Actually, let me put te- let me put Tekken as the top of the technical list because that shit I, I still don't understand it. I look at combo strings, I still don't get it. Um, but um, it's a slower version of Tekken, which I'm down with. So we'll try it out and we'll see how it does. Uh, I know they got the Dragon Ball Z Fighter, which I'm on the fence about at the moment. Not uh, touching it. Not touching it. Staying away from it. Uh, Budokai Tenkaichi Three. Definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, I Raging Blast Two up there for me. Uh, didn't play anything after that. What, what is it about this one that that makes you want to stay away? I just, uh, you you could say the same thing about any fighting game, really. But, but why why do we have like fifteen Dragon Ball fighting games? I I would agree with. And, and don't get me wrong. Again, why do we have like fifteen Mortal Kombat games? Yeah. Right. But that sounds about right. Actually, there's there's <laughs> a certain appeal that MK brings. It. Call it the gore. Call it the the fucking phenomenal story and character development. Mm-hmm. That was sarcasm, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> call it call it whatever you want, but there's something MK brings to the table that I just I, I can't get that kind of bloody grittiness from Dragon Ball. Yep, um, I would agree with you if it were another 3D Dragon Ball fighter, which is the only reason why I'm giving this one another even the slightest look, is because it's a 2D, which is what something that I said what two months before it was even announced. So. Yay me for that one, calling that one out. But um, I'm on the fence about it. We'll see. Uh, maybe if I was signed up for the beta, that was going to be like my big yeah, like, boy, decider. I didn't, but I didn't get in. So uh, now it's really kind of up in the air for me. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, it looks interesting enough. I mean, I guess you can say that NRS is kind of leading the way because – I mean, you know, why Why do you think they did a 2D Dragon Ball game? Well, because they did MK9 and then MKX. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at MKX. It's fucking easily, not looking at nostalgia, easily the best Mortal Kombat so far. Because I, I still have three up there, but that's a lot of nostalgia because you don't have all that technical bullshit in there, you know? This is true. And and don't get me wrong, I do enjoy the, the younger, or I'm sorry, the I guess the older Mortal Kombat's. But, come on, MKX brings a lot to the table. Yeah. It brings a lot of uniqueness, um, fun characters, and, you know, no two characters feel alike. Whereas if you pick up, like, MK3 or MK Ultimate Trilogy, the score button is always going to be, whoa, 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 yeah. yeah. at face level. I could agree with that. See, Mike, my, my, my hesitance to that is because I'm like, damn, Mortal Kombat 2, but you are right. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. Great, great yeah. game. Yeah. Does it beat out what we have now maybe if you're looking at nostalgia because you know you know fucking four or five year old jacob whoa, 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 yeah whoa, whoa. yeah but come on did you put in did you put in as many hours into that one as you did into this one ah uh, that's hard to say because i was a child then and i had didn't have like responsibilities uh but okay did, if you if we to be, to be fair though i did put a lot of fucking time into mkx so i don't know man that's 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 a very interesting i didn't even get, even think about that well, well I Without mean, my whole point, nostalgia. right? Yeah. My whole point is that NetherRealm Studio took a fucking gamble with nine and said, "Hey, Let's we're it back. tossing out the 3D. Yeah. We're keeping 3D graphics, but it's a 2D, you know, uh, fighting platform." Yeah. And it fucking worked. It, it worked really good. MK9 was fun. Um, I bought it, returned it. Um, <laughs> but but it was fun. But it's like the second highest score on Gabe's gaming list. <laughs> I bought it and I returned it. <laughs> I played it for like a week and then I returned it. But uh, I'm sorry, by returned it I mean I, I like sold it back. Okay. GameStop robbed me of the 
other 40 bucks that I paid for it. Oh, okay. But it was fun. 10 perfected it. And it excites me to think about what 11 is going to bring. I'll say that. Um, and I agree. Like, I, I probably have to agree with you overall on MKX, you know, really as far as really uh, showing us who bakes in their free time. Yeah. yeah who bakes. Studios. Yeah, for sure. What I, the, the most exciting thing about MKX to me was the variation system. And I'm afraid it's going to fall at the wayside and MK11. There's something there's, I don't know why, but something tells just due to the fact that there wasn't something similar in Injustice 2 is what kind of makes me think, ah, fuck, is, is that not going to be there this time around? Or is it a feature that is going to stand the test of time and be in a Mortal Kombat game from here on out? I don't know. Well, okay. Uh, 10 was the was the baby. They loved it. They clearly put some time into it. I'd agree with that. And in addition to it being a baby, it was also the prototype for the variation system. Yeah. Right? Because this was the first time we've ever gotten something like this. Yeah. That where a different skin skin means different stuff. Different, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it did very well. Yeah. I'm sure you could agree. 100%. I'm sure Sonic Fox can agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure any of those guys can agree. Yeah. Um, why did it not show up in Injustice 2? Because at what point do you say this, this is, is a reskin? Yeah, this is Mortal Kombat and that's Injustice. You have to separate them. And I think NetherRealm Studios realized that. And I think that I most definitely think that they wanted to implement a variation system in Injustice. Because it would work very well in that environment as well. Yeah. You know? But they said, hey, no, we, you know, this formula works, but we got to come up with something new. Yep. And so they did the whole armor thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about that? Works? It's fine. But I would... Easy to get OP. That... And if I could have one of the two, I would always go with the variation system. I, I think it's fine. And, uh, but to the reason why I, I lean against it is because it's purchase purchasable. And I don't, and we go, I don't want to get back into that topic, but, and, uh, it's not another ROM call. It's a WB call. But, um, if it w- was earned at random by in-game play only exclusively different conversation. But the fact that you can buy these mother boxes and then blah, 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 blah. But we're not going to get into that. But um, given the choice. Variation. Variation, yeah. Like I said, it did very well. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It brought it brought new flavor to an old recipe that hasn't changed in 20 years. Well, more than 20 years now. Yeah. And I think that if Ed Boon knows, knows what's good for him, his stocks and his fucking wallet for the next couple of years, he ought to keep the variation system. Gotta love Boone, man. He, he's a troll, man. Have you ever follow his Twitter? Toasty. He's just so funny. But um, I gotta look into that. But I, I don't know, man. Variations did too well for them to be going away quite yet. Yeah. Maybe in the near future, when I don't know, maybe MK11 will fuck it up perfectly. You know, they've done it before. They'll yeah. f- <laughs> they fucked up before. They'll probably fuck up again down the line. Yeah. But. I think at this point, it'd be in their best interest to keep variations. Let's hope so. Because uh, well, I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like, remember the aggression meter in my head. There's two, two reasons. In my head, when uh, MK9 came out, I'm like, this is the x-rays. I'm like, this is a gimmick. I'm like, it's going to go away. Like, this is the x-rays. I'm like, this is a gimmick. I'm like, it's going to go away. It's still here. Um, 
So there's that. It's, it's, it's a little more well-balanced now. Yeah. But you got to earn it. Yeah. I feel like in nine, you kind of, if you stalled long enough, mm-hmm. you'd get it. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know how we ended up getting on that tangent. Because Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. But but th- that's the whole thing. We could sit here and talk about Mortal Kombat. We could sit here and talk about even Injustice. Yeah. But can we sit here and talk about Dragon Ball games? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe uh, we could say a couple words, but I don't think we could do an in-depth analysis like we just did on it. Yeah. My thing is, like, um, it has, like, eight different, like, and I have the same problem with um, Street Fighter, but it has, like, eight different versions of the special. And that bothers me. It's like, oh, because they have, like, seven bars that you can possibly fill in the match. It's like, why do you need that many? So you can Oh, just, like the key bars? Yeah, at the bottom, you know, it's like, oh, you can use these for your special overpowered abilities. It's like, why do we need seven different bars for that? MK does it with three. Yeah. Well, it does it with one. It divided into three, three segments. sections. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, but you know, whatever it's, it's, it's going overboard. I think. I think it's a different world. Um, NetherRealm studios is very much an American company. Super American. And, um, we can they, drive there right now if we really wanted to. Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're not too far from here, Chicago huh? base. Yep. But I, I think it kind of goes to show, um, kind of the different culture aspects. Yeah. Because, MK brings a lot of good stuff to the table. I know I've said this a bunch of times in the past <laughs> 10 minutes even. Yeah. But I think it shows that they know what we as the American people kind of want in a fighting game. Yeah. We'll see how where Dragon Ball fell, how well Dragon Ball fares. All right. Because I know Nick's going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. You're still on the fence. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be fantastic. Who knows? I've we'll, been wrong before. We'll find out. That's for sure. But uh, with the MK talk, we had a topic that I forgot to mention last week. There was the rumors for the Mortal, new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, the casting, yeah. For the new cast. Um, I didn't write them down off the top of my head, but there was ones that stuck out, both positive and negative. So I want to kind of talk about it, and maybe you could throw out uh, who you think would be a better fit for the ones that we don't feel fit. So first one that stuck out in my head, Chris Pat, Pratt as Johnny Cage. Yes. How do you feel? Just yes? I... Okay, he, granted, he's not that blonde, light brown. Yeah. But I think he he could be enough of an asshole to make it work. Okay. And I think – see, Chris Pratt's kind of big when I, like, picture him in my head. Yeah. I think he could totally rock it, though. It would be one of those where you're like, what? And then you're like, okay, you know what? No, he could be Johnny Cage yeah. if he wants to be. I, what you put – it's one of, like you said, like, when I kind of that immediate, you're like, eh, but then you think like, about like, it. Um, like Aquaman where you're like, what the fuck? But he turned out to be really good. Yeah. So it's called like kind of the immediate. Once you get over that immediate reaction, you kind of put some thought into it. You're like, okay. I no. mean, we've seen Pratt be funny before. Yeah. He just has to throw in a little bit more asshole, and he'll yeah. be there. You know. I'd agree with his that. His bases are covered. Yep. Oh, and he has to get Johnny Cage tattooed on his chest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I like how that's something that was like relatively recent too. That whole thing, the image of Johnny with his tattoo on his chest, but it's like now it's part of like the everlasting image of Johnny Cage. <laughs> so I like that. But uh, uh, what else? Donnie Yen as Liu Kang. I like it. I just feel he's a little bit too old. That's my my big complaint. And I think you might have thrown out was it you, or maybe Parker threw it out that he's like I can imagine him as a better Kung Lao. Yep, which Kung is Lao. his uncle. Yeah. So, um, that is a very delicate balance between those two. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Because, um, Luke King, dude, Luke King should probably be like our age, like you know, like twenty ish, young, yeah. early twenties. Um. And 
how old is the actor? He's probably like 40, right? Yeah, he's got to be. He's 40, like going on 40. 40, 50 I mean, ish. I don't know, man. Makeup is pretty powerful, but yeah. we'll, we'll see how he moves. Not to say that Donnie Yen's not a badass and couldn't pull off the, the moves. I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could if this was like Armageddon. Yeah. But <laughs> Deception. It's all, it's more about the look of it. And I imagine Donnie Yen with Kung Lao's hat. And I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even if you wanted to go a little extra, the whole hair. Yeah. The gray hair and the goatee. Yeah. yeah so I could see that. I'm but, also... Yeah, so that that was a one that, that that's worked. probably gonna be another Chris Pratt one, man. We're probably gonna be like, no, he's too old, he's too old, and we're gonna go into it and be like, well, you know what, I was wrong. It's true. Because come on, he has the ability. Yeah, he's been around for long enough for sure. Uh, Jai Courtney, I don't even know if you know who he is. He played uh, Captain Boomerang in uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, he's as who? Kano. That's who they picked as Kano. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I was I, okay with that. He too. did a good Boomerang for all of 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, he could do he could do Kano. My, you uh, do one, they're, they're the same fucking character. Yeah. My only thing is like, um, it's just very hard to get because the guy they picked for the original Mortal Kombat movie to play Kano is so perfect. Like he nailed, like they, he was so good at playing Kano. They changed the way Kano looked to look like him from here on out. That's how good he was. So we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like, like literally the first guy changed how Kano looked because he was so good and he nailed that. Like, I don't even think Kano was even Australian. In the like the first three games or whatever he was in, yeah. So like he just changed the game literally. How Kano? I think he was an American, I think, or Japanese or something like that. But um, yeah, uh, I, I'm a, I'm open to it. It's just very hard to picture anybody other than that. Hello, baby. Did you miss me? <laughs> that guy, other than that guy, it's really hard to to picture that. But you know damn well that line's gonna make a comeback. I hope so. They did, like they had a, a goal. I was actually because I was looking up gaming sins. It's the same with cinema sins, but they do games. And there's a, a moment in MKX where he totally could have nailed it and it would have made me pop big. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, I think he'd be all right. He'll rock it. Um, let me think off the top of my head. I'm trying to – Vin Diesel doing Goro. Voice acting, not visually, but the voice acting part of Axis of it. And Groot, Goro, same thing. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. I am Goro. Yeah. I think, I think he could do a good job with it. Uh, and they're the one that just like innately just does not work for me from top to bottom is Megan Fox as Katana. I just hate it. I hate everything um, about it. I think everything Megan Fox doesn't have the, um, kind of the edge she had maybe, I don't know, like seven years ago mm -hmm. in those early transformer movies. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, visually, I think yeah. she could probably do it. I don't think she has the build, but I think that's like the, my major concern. I see Katana's your girl. She is my girl. Yeah. And I understand where you're coming from. And you don't want nobody fucking with that. Um, I agree with you. I don't like it. They probably could have picked some foreign actress. Mm -hmm. Real talk. Calicadot. Would be a great. <laughs> okay. Be yeah. You can't just go defacing Wonder Woman like I'm that. I'm just saying. Um, She's wonderful. <laughs> Jacob's in love. I love her. I really do. I was, every time I saw her in the Justice League, I was like, God damn, she's sexy as fuck. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, am I going to change it? No. Yeah. Um, is there anything I can do about it? No. Nope. Is she going to do okay? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see about I, that. I, um, Mortal Kombat movies are hard. Yeah. Um, we know this. Mm hmm Do you have anybody else on your casting list that you want to talk about? Uh, not in the list that, that came out, but. Okay. I'm trying to think of, like, off the top of my head, who would, like, play, like, Sonya. Sonya. Yeah. So, I don't know, though. We'll probably be able to get into that later, but, um. Overall, I'm not super dissatisfied with it, so um, we'll see. 
Well, for first off, we don't even see this fucking movie even comes out because they've been talking about this movie since the last one in yeah. 98. Yeah, something like 97-ish. Yeah, something like that. So um, we'll wait and see if it comes out. We'll see what the cast, the official casting ends up being. Yeah. So, and uh, we'll let you guys know about our update on our feelings towards that when we get there. Like I said, man, it's going to be, especially in today's like really critical movie age, it's going to be hard to do a Mortal Kombat movie. You can hear everybody's opinion and all that. Through their asshole. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Um, how do you feel about Far Cry? Have you played any of them? Far Cry? Yeah. Yes. I've played all of them up to three. I haven't touched four or the new one. But it- I do like the series. I do like yeah. it a lot. Far Cry 1 was kind of interesting. You ended up becoming like a kind of like a mutant towards the mm-hmm. end of the game because, you know, they capture you. Yeah. The- Okay, so so the big thing for me in, in one, it was essentially you're stranded on an island, and yeah. you got to escape. Yeah. So it was a lot of, like, sneaky, sneaky, you know, killing motherfuckers. Yeah. And it was cool because at the time you didn't really have stuff like that. Well, then, like, you know, three-fourths of the way through, um, you, quote-unquote, evolve, and, you you know, you run super fast. You could jump gorges and stuff. Again, super cool, but, like, how the fuck did we get here, you know? And at the time, I don't, I don't know, I was, like, 10. I thought it was the kiddies' titties, dude. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, two was a shit show. Let's not talk about that. Three was great. Three was great. Yep. Uh, three was really good. I didn't touch four. Did you touch four? I started it and then I got stuck and then I'm like, oh, I'll get back because I think my file got corrupted or something. Yeah. So I'm like, let me get back to this and I never did. So, um, I heard it was good. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things from three onward. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say I've been a fan since the beginning, but I mean, I, I played the first yeah, you're familiar. three. I'm familiar with yeah. the series. I think it's doing good stuff. Yeah. I know there was um, our buddy with the cricket in his ear, Pat, was telling us that um, there's like a lot of controversy with the new one. Yeah. He's killing Americans. It's right? American. But yeah. they're cultists. That was that was my 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 what I brought it up It's the first Far Cry to take place in America. Right. And they are killing it, you know. Americans at the end. So there was the controversy that people freaked out about. And it's like, my thing is like, why, why do we draw the line at America? Why do we draw the line at Christianity? Why is Jesus not a God in smite? <laughs> That's what this is my problem, right? This is what needs to happen. Jesus doesn't even have to be a He's purely a support character. He, can he doesn't be even need to fight. He can be like Aphrodite, but long haired and luscious. Well, <laughs> but that's like that's where my thing is like why do we draw the line at Christianity and white people? Uh, I I think now now to add on to that, there's some controversies surrounding the new Call of Duty, where there was two people hanging from a tree. Yeah, and uh, I think that the world has gotten much softer and squishier because I remember when Modern Warfare Two came out. There was a mission. No Russian. No Russian. Where, in case if you're not familiar with it, you gun down. You gun down innocent civilians in an airport. In an airport. And now, even talking about it, I feel kind of like wrong. Wrong. Because yeah. I played the fuck out of that mission. Yeah. I know you did too. Yeah. And now people are getting upset because it's a World War II game and people are hanging. Yeah, travesties of war, man. It happened. It. What can we do? Yeah, like exactly. What are you gonna do? That's the same. That there was also flack about originally in the call of duty i think i might have mentioned this before about the swastika being on flags in the multiplayer it's like yeah there was not world war ii game there was nazis in world war ii i'm sorry 
Nazis were World War II. Yeah, like, they were the point. Are you fucking kidding. Speaking me? of which, and completely unrelated, and this is a side tangent. There is a, a show on Netflix called World War II in Color, and it's pretty much restored footage from World War and pretty much like a brief summary. I'm like two episodes in. Good shit. But my thing is, is like, why, why is that offensive? Suddenly, that not you know, swastikas and Nazis imagery during a time period where Nazi imagery was very much a thing. Why is that drawing the line and why are we offended by that? I think um, denying this is kind of similar to how a lot of people I know believe in God, but they don't believe in a devil. You got to acknowledge one and the other. Yeah. Man. There's no good without evil. Yeah. And there's balance. There, there's got to be balance. Yeah. Um, I think denying Nazis or even stuff like this, like, like, okay, I get it. Maybe, maybe making a game out of this isn't, doesn't sit right with you. Maybe I could get it. Yeah. Right. A lot of my family and my mom's side, all of them served, you know, maybe this wouldn't sit right with them. Yeah. I get it. But come on, you know? Yeah. Like you got to expose people to this. It's yeah. not going away. This was a shitty time in our, in our history. And you gotta, you gotta be real with it. Yeah. You, know, you can't just sweep it under the rug. And it's like, and I like about what the whole, especially with the call of duty thing. I like that. That's where we draw the line. Even though the whole game is based on murdering people. Both yeah. Them. Why is that? Like, I don't understand that. And I understand, like, instead of saying like, um, in this game, this, Instead of being like Nazis or and like Americans or like the Japanese, like they had in like uh, World at War and stuff like that, where they were like very specific about yeah who you were playing as. Even they even had racial slurs in that game. Yeah, dude, towards them. It's uh, allies versus axes in this called New Call of Duty. They don't go right. f- further than that. So it's like this happened. You know, this this was part very much part of our history of the world, not even just American history, but together as the whole world fought. Like, why are we drawing the line? You know what it is, too? Realistically, it is it's parents who buy this kid for their who buy this game for their 12 year old kid. And they're like, holy shit. Why does this game have this? And you're not even you're not even looking at the root cause. The root cause is why the fuck did you buy an M rated game for a kid who probably hasn't even taken this history class yet? Let alone a game where clear as day, it's World War Two. And yes. if you do pull up Google, five seconds, World War II, the most devastating, mm-hmm. casualty-filled war in all of Amer- or all of history. Why is somebody hanging from a tree? Right. The the ultimate broke the straw that or the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I think I think that has a lot to do with it, man. Because you know damn well. I, I'm rated 17, right? You could buy them at 17. Yeah. Like realistically, come on. Yeah. You think if my 17 year old nephew went out and bought World at War, you think he's gonna complain? No. no. He knows that the world is shitty. Yeah. But if you're gonna expose this material to a kid who's like 10 years old, you know that's your own fucking fault. Well, Look yep. at what you're buying them. Yep. And then somehow it's the developer's fault, even though on no. the cover it's no. Says they're trying to they're M trying to do a real job. They're trying to make something accurate fun they got a hard job yeah it's not hard to bitch it's hard to make the game that game yeah so so yeah so fucking be wary of what you buy and for whom you buy yeah that's it's not like and i got my my upbringing was a little bit more relaxed but like my parents <laughs> didn't complain about skulls getting ripped out in mortal Kombat because they're the one that bought the game 
So I couldn't go three-year-old Jacob couldn't waltz into a GameStop, which I don't think even existed at the time and buy an MK2 on the Sega Genesis. At the end of the day, my parents knew what they bought me was on them at the end of the day because they're the one that bought it. And it's the same thing with the Marshall Matters LP. My parents can't be mad at Eminem when they're the one that bought it for me. You know what I mean? So, yep. America, man. That wasn't a tangent I was expecting to go on. I was just trying to, I was just trying to talk about Far Cry. No, I, I think, but fuck, how did we get this far? Oh yeah. Cultists killing cultists. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, we had, um, Wolfenstein recently, right? Um, did pretty well. Yep. Killing Nazis. Nobody said a fucking word because yeah. you're killing Nazis. You're Nazis, yeah. And then the moment where he's an American. Yeah, but he's an evil American. But he's a goddamn American. Yeah. But he's an, he, he's evil. He killed, but he's American. Yeah. He, My thing is like, um, would people be up if, 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 would people be upset if there was a game similar to Far Cry where you're killing clansmen? Would there be an uproar? Yeah. Yeah? I think so, too. That's the scary thing about that. Like, why are we up, like... Why are we defending them? Yeah, why Why is... Well, why are people defending them, I should say, not we? Why Why is killing Klansmen a bad thing? Like, I know, obviously, we're not going to do it in our real-world life. Nobody's, nobody does that. You know what I mean? There's very well, few people who fucking, you know, who fucking go to Walmart and start buying guns and weapons and stock up and then murder a school. But, like, my point is why you know you know what's fucked up i'm sure if this was all like not based in america and it was like a fictional continent like it has no, been up to this point in the no, far cry series yeah literally zero fucking issues yeah with it. none but the moment you're like hey this is uh usa this is happening in west virginia suddenly too far like i said and like like you just said like i'm sure if it was literally the rest of the far cry series has been that you murdering dictators pirates whatever from different countries, okay. But Americans, not so much. I don't know. That was a fun topic. We got into that. We got deep into that. A lot deeper than I thought we would. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, let's pull up what I got. So this is some news. This is the last topic I got. And I don't know if you want to bring up something else or if you got something else. But we missed it. Uh, we were on our long hiatus that we've been taking on and off. But um, next year, uh, a reboot of a very uh, popular horror movie franchise uh, is coming. Halloween, the rebooted series. And I don't know how you are in the Halloween spectrum, how big of a fan you are. Uh, I'm a massive, massive fan of the whole entire franchise, even the one with Busta Rhymes. <laughs> I, I, it is what it is. But um, this seems to be the that they are ignoring... Rob Zombies? Well, no, they are ignoring everything after the first one. The new Halloween. That's bold. Everything. That's fucking bold. But here's the pro- here's the thing. And th- this is I know a lot of people are upset about it. I am not one of them because here's why. I love the franchise. Don't get me wrong. But how much better? And I brought this up with my wife. And she thought it was fantastic. How much better would the original Halloween be movie be? If it just ended where it ended, where he was shot off the balcony, he fell off the balcony, he was on the ground, he looked away, we came back, and he was gone. And that's it. Yeah. End of the fucking movie. End of the franchise. That's it. One Halloween movie where he's gone, and then the end movie plays out with the end, you know with the music. It would have been a cult movie without a doubt. It probably would have been probably the greatest ending to a movie ever if it was just left there. 
I think there would be a lot. I mean, there's a lot of respect for the movie in general because one of the most successful indie movies of all time defined as a genre, created a genre and all that. But in my head, I get chills thinking about if Halloween ended with the first one where Michael Myers just disappears and you all you hear is him breathing and the music playing and then showing recapping where he was in the movie like they did and have that be it. That probably Halloween already will make my top list, but that would probably be the the greatest movie, one of the greatest movies of all time. That is a good point. Yep, just end it there. And no, but they just had to crank out but, nine more. But they had to pump out more, and that's the problem. But that's the reason why I'm okay with this because in a universe where there's nothing after one, <laughs> I could have that in my head. I can pretend that that exists. Where a Halloween where. He disappears, and that's it. You never hear from him again because he's evil. He evaporated into fucking thin air. I don't know. But in a universe where that's happened, and at this point, almost 50 years, 40 years after the original, now is there is a conclusion to that story. It's interesting to me. So is it truly a reboot, or is it just a sequel to number one? It's a sequel to one. but It's just one movie. It's one movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. So Jamie Lee Curtis is coming out of retirement, <laughs> so to speak. To knock this movie out. Oh, shit. Yeah. They're not fucking around. They're not fucking around no more. And your boy Danny McBride fucking wrote this. So. He wrote it. He wrote it. Got a lot of faith in McBride. Yeah, I know you do. You love that guy. I, um. Let's not get into McBride. This is a whole nother day. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm towards the. Agree side of Halloween. Yeah. Unlike the, you know. Strongly disagree, disagree, neutral, agree. Yeah. It's not my favorite franchise. I do enjoy it. Um, I'm curious to see how this movie's going to crank out. Yeah. Because to essentially erase 90% of this franchise and just go, hey, it's now one and this one, and that's all that's canon, that's ballsy. That's balls, yeah. Especially if you got somebody like, I don't want to call him an experience, but come on, how many movies has he written or directed? You know, Danny McBride. You gotta have something fucking good and, uh, brewing. And apparently, from him, there's a lot of love. I mean, obviously, because the guy is is a comedy actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a talented guy. But for a comedy guy to be like, I want to write this, write a script, and then somebody be like, Yo. Yeah, we gotta ignore the last eight movies. That well, I mean, it's not it's not unfamiliar in the Halloween franchise because they eliminated when they wrote did H two O they erased four five and six, for better for worse, but. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's not completely unfamiliar with with the you know with the franchise, but to erase like you said ninety percent of what has come after it, that's 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 you know that's courage, man. And um, like I said, I'm really intrigued for a guy who doesn't normally fuck with horror movies to have written something that the guys who run and own Halloween to be like, yo, that needs to happen. I'm excited. Well. I mean, there was a gradual progression of McBride into the genre because he, he was an alien covenant, and okay. that is, on some level, a horror. Yeah, um, and he did really fucking well in that movie. He he did it phenomenally well. Um, I'm excited. I'm probably gonna sit there rewatch it. Um, another quick little side note about McBride. <laughs> well, not really a side note. He grew up with Halloween. Yeah, and not to say that you or I didn't, but. He was there, you know? Yeah. Like, he lived in the time. Like, when it was happening, yeah. Yeah. As it happened. As it happened. It's really fitting because yeah. there was, there's no way some young buck 
is going to come around some like 22 year old and be like, let me read on some like 22 year old and be like, let me read you Halloween. Yeah. You know, I don't think that, I don't think that would have worked. He is essentially a nice timepiece to the movie. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious, man. Cause like they had like, um, the, like the, the promo shot with Jamie Lee Curtis standing like in her almost the exact same outfit that she was wearing at the end of the first Jesus. one Jesus, with Michael and standing in the background. I'm so I'm sold, man. I would be, I would go. They got me in a the theater. Anyway, you put Halloween on anything. You got me in a the theater, but as opposed to kind of one of the zombie movies came out, you're kind of like, uh, okay. They had their moments. Yeah. Um, but, best left tucked under the rug. Yeah. Uh, but they had me like hook, line and sinker into the theater. Like, then not even seeing like a trailer yet, which don't even get me started. When that drops, I'm gonna fucking shit a brick. Um, we'll wait and see. But yeah, that's what I got this week. Gabe, you got anything else before we we take off? I think we gotta give a farewell to our buddy Steve Peak. Yep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Steve Peak uh, was a guy that um, works at UPS. He's one of my one of my favorite people probably in the building because he was just fucking funny. Um. And unfortunately, I caught one today that he had passed away. Um, he had cancer and passed away. So, um, R.I.P. Bud. Shame, man. He was uh, he was young. He was yeah. He was a younger guy. Um, he was in the military. Um, when you talk about like, I know maybe you and like uh, maybe the younger UP. I don't want to say younger because you're like a veteran at this point. But one of my younger UPS guys think that I'm an OG. Steve Peak. Steve Peak is OG outbound guy. Uh, he's been running that outbound five book line as long as I can remember, and um, long and even long before that. So, rest in peace, bud. Uh, See yeah. you on the other side. Yep. And Steve was when I left UPS. Steve was one of those guys that I had to say bye to. So yeah. Um, See you at the uh, big pre-sword in the sky, bud. Yes, sir. Uh, and rest in peace. And gonna miss you, man. I let Chris know too, and Chris was like, "What?" And like, yeah. Forson. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know if uh, you probably you might, might you might catch wind of like if there were services or something like that. If you happen to catch wind of that, can you let me know? I will let you know, sir. So, so I can go and uh, show my respects to one of the greats, one of the OGs. So uh, other than that, uh, you got anything else, Gabe? No, I think that covers our week. Yep, I think that, that just about does it. Uh, follow us on MySpace, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, don't. Don't be shocked when we when we're different people next week after Star Wars. Yes, uh, we'll see what we do as far as schedule with that. You and I might just have to bust out a late night show if, if necessary. But oh, um, man. yeah, we'll, we'll probably be end up talking to Star Wars next week. week. And I'm fucking excited, and we're fucking pumped, and we'll hope to see you guys there with us next week. Uh, other than that, deuces.